Good day, friends, neighbors, patriots, those from around the world, those who are mildly involved, those who care, those who are involved in just knowing what's going on. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Good morning. We're starting a little bit later. I had some uh, commitments this morning, but here we are live from New York City, a nice balmy 43 degrees, and I am so happy to be with you. I thank you for being here. I thank you for being a part of this. I thank you for your interest. I thank you for your countenance. I thank you for your support. And I thank you for subscribing to the channel, hitting that little bell. So you are aware of what is going on. That's extremely critical. I can't say that enough. We have so much to talk about tonight. And let me tell you something. I defy you. I defy you to... Anywhere on, let's say, on the regular conventional heritage types of of news outlets to find anything even remotely similar to what we're talking about. We are committed to one thing and one thing only, the truth. And if the truth happens to be uh, supportive of your political ideology, fine. Regarding um, Israel or Palestine or Trump or anybody we tell you the truth. I tell you the truth. You may not like it. You may not like. You may think I, I, I don't particularly care for this interpretation of reality. I don't care. It's the way it is. I'm the doctor. I'm reading the X-ray. I'm telling you, this is what it is. You have an abscess. You have a, you have a whatever. That's it. All I can tell you is the truth. That's it. And what I can also do is I can give you a perspective that maybe nobody else is giving you. Something new. But here's the good news. 2024 is going to be great because of the change. Because of what is happening. And I'm looking at areas and I'm looking into areas and I'm looking into particular parts of this world that you might not have thought about before. So in any event, let's get down to business. First, let me remind you, please subscribe to the channel. Please hit that little bell so you're notified of live streams and the like. But first and foremost, I have such a wonderful sponsor, a great friend of mine. His name is Colin Plume. The It is Noble Gold Investments. And this is Lionel Nation Gold. And right now, as everybody talks about crypto and investments, now watch what is happening now and listen very carefully to this. The markets are in turmoil. The whole world is in turmoil. Oil tech, retail, property, you name it. Nobody knows where this all ends. So what can you do? Well, you might have heard of precious metals, but not thought much more about it. How do you buy them? Where would you even keep gold if you had it? But precious metals come into their own in times like these. As geopolitical tensions rise and economic turmoil looms, gold is always a beacon of stability. Investing in some resilience with the Noble Gold Investments IRA services, looking after your money makes sense. The team at Noble Gold Investments will run through your options with you and see if you qualify to start a gold IRA or 401k rollover. Protect your portfolio with a Noble Gold Investments IRA and claim a free silver virtue coin for starting. Call 877-646-5347 today. Tell them Lionel sent you. That's 877-646-5347. 
and fortify your financial future against the winds of change. Or visit LionelNationGold.com right now. What was that again? That's LionelNationGold.com. The only gold company I trust. And remember, there's always a risk of investment and there's no guarantee of any kind. And there's one more bit of uh, background information reminding you that coming up February the 3rd, I'm going to be at the fabled and storied cutting room in New York City. And here is the link for you to go to right away. For you to go to, you can go to um, to my linomedia.com. Uh, 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 you go. You, there's so many places. Or just go right here. Just go specifically to this particular piece right here, right here, right here on our show. This is it. February 3rd, I want to see each and every one of you. Let's have a party and let's share our vision of the world. All right? Okay, good. Now, let's get down to this brass tacks. A couple of things here. This is what you should be aware about. Right now, there is, for the first time going on, the International uh, Court of Justice, <clears throat> the, the, the UN arm of this, there is such a concerted and such a very focused attention on bringing, on an application that was made, bringing Israel to the courts, to the docks, to deal with the notion of genocide. Quick question. Has Israel committed genocide, in your opinion? What do you think? What do you think? Because what I want these little live streams to be more than me just saying something and you talking to each other. I want to, I want people to be able to come back and listen to it later and read your responses. Do you believe, do you believe that genocide, that genocide has been committed? Yes or no? We got a no, we got a yes. Don't know, fog of war. Absolutely not. Interesting. Very interesting. Absolutely not, Ketchup says. Absolutely. Absolutely not. What is uh, what is uh, it defined as? Have you looked at uh, 1948 Genocide Convention? Have you looked at it yet? What is the basis of your using genocide? Dick Bork says yes. First question is, what do you mean? Genocide has a broad definition. Not under the statute. Uh-uh. Colloquial it does, Edge. On the street it does, among you and me, read the statute. Are you, do you... Now, now, with all this, and remember, I love you, I love you, but nobody has said, I don't know, I didn't read the statute, I'm not really sure, you're, you're kind of going like this, hmm, genocide, genocide, mm, no, that's what you're doing. With all due respect, and I love you to death, with all due respect, that's what you're doing. You have yet to define what it is. How do you prove it? What about the intent elements? Oh, dear God. Did you look at, did you peruse, did you see anybody's appraisal of the actual application that was made? Do you know what the basis of this is? Do you know the significance of South Africa? And why is this important? Why is this, why is this brick state involved here? With all due respect, and I love you, this goes to show you people have not a clue as to what they're talking about. Because they figure, well, I don't have to look at the legal. Yes, you do. Yes, you do. No, I don't know. I, I don't, I don't, no, I don't feel that. No. 
You're you're kidding. Have you seen the evidence? Well, I haven't seen the evidence. But look, in my mind, look, Hamas is bad. This is what people do. Again, I love you. I love you. And I am answering this, not pro-Israel, pro-whatever. No, I'm, not, I'm saying, what is the evidence? What do they have to prove? Uh, Sparky says, Sparky says, absolutely in the process, in the process of genocide. This is him. Well, it remains to be true. Ed says, it becomes a contractual definition. Not a contractual, a statutory. Absolutely. Again, who is going to, when we're done, say, let me go. Let me go online. Let me read it. Let me get a PDF. Let me then go and look at, under the international law, what genocide is. Let me look at the notion of the intent. Or when you have, by the way, there's two different, there's two different worlds. And by the way, you know who has been absolutely incredible? Aaron Mate and... Um, Max Blumenthal, without peer, without peer. Do you hear what I'm saying? Without peer, unbelievable. Do you know that whenever you can use the words, I don't know if Israel thought about this or cared about this, but when you use the words of a defendant against them, it doesn't get any... Uh, what am I trying to say? It doesn't get any wilder than that. Do you hear what I'm saying? What you hear sometimes is one thing. What we hear in English is one thing. What, what people claim is being said is one thing. Okay? What is being stated what is actually being stated, what is actually being provided, what is actually being um, uttered and the like is another story completely. It's in Hebrew. And it is wow. Wow. Do you hear what I'm saying? Wow. That's what it is. That That's the thing which is so important. That is a wow. I didn't know this. I had no idea of what this was. I wasn't, I wasn't sure. I, wow. Because what's happening is that you're hearing, you're hearing things that are so monumentally brutal in terms of the the actual statements being made. And so almost, dare I say, bloodthirsty. When you hear this, it's like, it, it's, this is not what is being said. Sean Hannity's not going to cover this, but this is, this is what they're going to have to do in the real world. And in real time, what do you do with that? When you hear people say specifically that it is the intention of Israel to go in and basically mow the lawn and, and I mean, to lay a siege on them, this poses a very serious problem. Raul Rodriguez says, according to Article 2 of the conventions, it is, well, read it. Better yet, 
read as is thank you Raul. read the accusations that are made read the the uh, the, the the planned intent or whatever they they believe to be that and ask yourself accordingly now let me give you this analogy let me give you this analogy and see if i can explain this to you imagine that you and i are in a in a little room a little concert hall and it's the Lawrence Welk Orchestra, for those who remember Lawrence Welk. Great. And it's nice, and it's quaint, and there's not a lot of people. And the music is, well, not exactly very modern. And you excuse yourself, and you go to the John, and as you walk, you there's another room next door. And you walk in, and it's Woodstock. There's a half a million people in there. They're playing at that time the hippest, wildest, whatever the the version of this will be today. You you can't believe what's going on, and you're thinking, "Oh my god!" That is comparing Fox News, and I use that kind of as a as a shortcut with the rest of the world. If you watch Heritage Legacy Media, if that's what you watch, if that's what you watch. You will see absolutely nothing. I'm going to say this again to you. You have no idea. And I say that with love. Aaron Mate exposed the Syrian gas attack hoax too. You know who his father is Gabor Mate. Very, very good. Do you know what those two uh, men did? Young men did? I guess they're young. But they, they basically were saying that everything that you have seen, every state... Every, every, every aspect, every claim, every, everything that was stated regarding the attack, the rape, the beheadings, all of this, or, or whatever, was either unsubstantiated, not proved, it, it blows people away. Where, where's the New York Times on this? The Washington Post was going to do a hit piece until they called the reporter and said, what do you want to talk about? And she says, uh, I, I really can't talk now because she was assigned to this. Now, remember this. If this were any other country, if this were France or Bolivia or anything, we would be asking the same questions we ask right now. But people feel, and they have been told for the longest time, that because this is Israel, because if you go there, if you are perceived as being either too critical or are critical, if you are too blatantly suspicious, quizzical, querical, you will be you you will be targeted accordingly. We saw some of this on uh, <clears throat> again on breaking points. You're not going to see this on others. We're talking about Twitter basically shelving people. There, there's a weird kind of a thing here. Why can't you? talk about Israel the way we do Ukraine or Russia or France or Italy or any place else. This is over with. Yet people are still thinking it's 1980 and Ronald Reagan's president. They're still thinking that, well, we're, we're able to exert this particular power. It's like, no, excuse me, that that's not happening now. Because in this other room called Woodstock, the entire world is out of their minds. Do you understand this? This is the most important thing in the world. Now, I got news for you. 
and this is important, and this is something, I can only do so much. If you sit back and you let me or anybody else do the heavy lifting for you, turn in your membership card in the human race and in the political theater. That's all I'm going to tell you. Okay? More people than that do that. I talked to a friend of mine today. I have been walking around in shock. 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 Not exactly. I mean, sort of, you know, the typical prototypical. I said, have, have you been watching what's going on in Israel? This is a very good friend of mine. I've not talked to him in a while. He says, he says, I've been busy a couple of days. What have I missed? I said, a couple of days? I thought he has no idea. They have no idea. They they don't know. They don't know anything about this. Now, some other stories which are very interesting. There was a, a story. Give me an idea. This, I thought, was so representative of a lot of things. And I'm going to tell you this, and you are going to jump on it because you love these stories, and you're going to prove my point, okay? You love this story, okay? I'm going to say this story. This is a story that came out of, this was from uh, yesterday, the New York Post Daily Mail. Ready for this? Here's a headline. Plane passenger poops pants during flight, smears on seat, spread out like peanut butter. I promise you that will get more attention than anything you can imagine. Raul says the United States and Israel have not acceded to Oh, oh, genocide convention. Um, I, I, I don't know about the convention, but I do believe that Israel is a is a signature. I, you know, what? I think so. No, no, yes, yes, no, no, no. Um, Israel signatory. Oh, I think they are. Um, uh, genocide convention. I think you're talking about the courts. Um, Israel is a signatory to the Genocide Convention in 1948, which defines genocide and commits states to prevent it. The ICJ is the United Nations' highest court. Uh, Israel and South America and South Africa are signatories. Yes, 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 yes. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Do you hear what I'm saying? Do you hear what I'm saying? Our good friend uh, Sparky says, Aaron Mate's colleague on Useful Idiots, Katie Halper. Halper, she's very good. I like her. Was the only one who broke the Tara Reid story. Don't let their politics fool you. There are news people dedicated to the truth. You know, Sparky, you say that. Um, I've got to get away from a couple of things here. First, I have a very over high, and thank you, by the way, my friend. I have a very highly developed sense of boring. People bore me. If people have a have a uh, delivery that is not consonant with any kind of veiled attempts at excitement, I'm out the door. And Halbert Katie is, is not exactly a ball of fire. Okay. But she's very, very good. Um, Norman Finkelstein is, is even, even, I mean, the, only in his information is so good that you actually can put up with the fact that we talk like that. It's just really, really tough. 
Um, sometimes these folks are not even, you know what I mean? But they're good. This Katie is terrific. Now, Sparky brought up a good point. Don't let their politics fool you. There are people that I've agreed with regarding some, let's say, some social kind of stuff, you know, the usual sex change business, who are absolutely clueless when it comes to Israel. There are people who I find, for the most part, Bernie Sanders folks, people who are prototypical lefties and the like, who I'm with 100% on this. Which thus is another reason for you to understand why this is so critical and why why everything is changing. Everything's changing. 2024, you're you're, you're left, right. You're not going to know ever. Now, here's another story. I'm going to throw this one out at you, and I'm going to do a little video on this later because I'm noticing things. As you as you uh, remember, uh, Breitbart said that the how do we say this? Breitbart said that a culture culture is downstream from politics. Let me rephrase that this time correctly. Politics is downstream from culture. If you want to change politics, you change culture. I mentioned the other day this this Cat Williams, which was, in some respects, the biggest show on any, the biggest, it was huge. And I kept telling you, listen to what I'm saying. Listen to what I'm saying. This is big. Next, Aaron Rodgers and Jimmy Kimmel. What was the basis of that? They sent Jimmy Kimmel out to give Aaron Rodgers a hard time because of his vaccine. He's kind of a, a tinfoil hatter. One of us, right? What that ha- what happened with that was Kimmel ended up looking like a jerk. And whoever this, whatever this fellow was who does the show at ESPN, they told him, get rid of it. Look at this. Eleanor said, we need Star Trek automated anarcho-capitalism. Indeed. Not sure what that means, but thank you. The third one is a story about this guy named Jason Whitlock. Now, Jason Whitlock, again, never did anything for me when he would appear every now and then on the Tucker Carlson show. He was, I said, oh, okay, I got it. I got it. This is the black conservative. Okay, fine. By the way, our good friend Sparky says, Katie broke the Tara Reid story, but legacy media aficionados would never know it. Yep. Oh yeah, she left. She she's gonna do very good. And she's she's I, I like her a lot. I like her a lot. By the way, I I don't I don't just watch that. I like to hear very pro-Israeli Jew. I want to know both sides. I want to know everything. Tell me what I'm missing. Okay. So Jason Whitlock was on with one of the biggest bombast ever. Is this Stephen A. Smith? Little Stephen. And for some reason. I'm reading this thing, and I, I've never listened to a, he's a, he's a moron, but but he he might be good at sports. I, I you know the sports stuff. Shannon Sharp owes everything to Cat Williams because let's face it, before that, I don't know about you, but I was never really impressed with his. But it was fine. But I don't even watch. It's like I'm to be fair. 
Because during the whole Cat Williams, he never said, he goes, oh, come on. Oh, God. Oh, God. Oh, Jesus. Oh, 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 come on. That was his respect. Well, if it was so bad, stop the stop the interview. But he's smart enough not to. That thing went, what, 30 million? I don't know how many people. And then they chopped it up into a million pieces. It got it. it brilliant. Okay. So Stephen A. Smith wrote this book and claims that, I don't know, some story about how he did a, it was a walk-on. And all of a sudden he became... <clears throat> he got a scholarship and basically Whitlock says it's all bullshit. Okay. So they're going back. So Stephen A. Smith doesn't know anything and calls him a fat bastard. And now that's not the point. Look deeper. What is this about? I'm telling you again, Republican party, Donald Trump, you, me, target what the, maybe sports, maybe African-American, I don't know, whatever what, whatever particular designation of the demographic you want to give it. But he said that Stephen Smith was installed. That's the chosen few. This is what we have been saying forever. Tom Hanks, George Clooney. Spielberg. I mean, th- these people have talent, but they're not. Clint Eastwood. Clint Eastwood was so big that he could get away from that. Other people. This is the second time I've heard this. The second time. Now, sports and this kind of stuff is very important, very big. Couldn't care less about it. Bill Belichick was shown the door. Talk about change. Everything's changed. Everything everything that was is now different. This is the second time I'm hearing this. And what I'm telling you is listen and listen good. We're going to be adding a bunch of new brothers and sisters to our family. One, you're going to be seeing people who, for the most part, they're going to be coming over here and they might be leftists, as you would call them. I don't give them a name like that. They might be Bernie uh, supporters. They might be uh, pro-abortion, anti whatever it is. Come on in. Nothing disqualifies you. Nothing. You can be a communist. You can be an anarcho-syndicalist. You can be a right-winger. You can be a John Bircher if they even have it. I don't care. Come on in. We might not line up perfectly, but we understand the gravamen, meaning the essence of what we believe in. That's number one. Number two. The African-American, black, Latino, people of color, L, lay, uh, gay and lesbian, lay and lesbian, gay and lesbian group have been completely forgotten. Welcome aboard. Welcome aboard. Now, I got to tell you a couple of things here. If you bring these folks with us, and I do. I want to target target them. Let me tell you a couple of things we're going to mention, as I said. First, stop talking about Claudine Gay. I don't give it. I, I, I don't care about Claudine Gay anymore. Number two, stop talking about DEI. Yes, yes, I understand it. I know Elon's big in this. Yes. No, I do not want a cockpit that has a bunch of uh, women in there. I don't. You know what I love every now and then? On YouTube, I get these, you know, the shorts that come through. And all of a sudden, there was these, these 
airline, like these pilot things. I love watching them land. I never realized how easy it was to take off and land. I've watched this. You you gotta you gotta turn the 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 yoke like this, you know, when you're taking off. But basically, it's all done. Computers plug this in, shh, take off, and rotate. You're done. You're off. Of course, there's more to it than that. But as I'm looking at this, I'm seeing younger and younger women, uh, some some wearing veils and all over the world. And I thought, you know what? If they are indeed... Uh, Excellent pilots, great that they're diverse. Great, great. That shouldn't be the primary goal, but I think that's terrific. I want artificial barriers to be destroyed that are not based on a meritocracy, but I don't want the barrier destruction to be my number one goal. Okay? Ask yourself a question. You've got two completely identical Candidates, completely, a white woman and let's say an Ethiopian woman wearing a veil or something who was it? what? Completely opposite. You see any problem going with Ethiopian? You see any problem with that? I don't. If they're even, if they're even, you would say, you know what? This looks good. This is good for the industry. It's good for our image, good for our PR, good for our company. Yeah, I'll go with that. I like that. Sure. Absolutely. Absolutely. But that's not my primary consideration. So I'm, I, you know, DEI and all that stuff, diversity, equity, inclusion, provided there. Whenever Trump used to speak, I used to always say, get more black folks in the back. Get more black folks. This is too white. Looks too white. I don't like that. Doesn't look good. Diversity, heterogeneity is good, provided there's a good reason for it. Provided there is a good reason. You understand what I'm saying? Provided there is a good reason for it. That's all I'm telling you. That's all I am telling you. Do you understand this? You know what I'm saying? Um, do you hear what I'm saying? Sparky says something. Sparky says, uh, Sparky says, uh, though funny, the first episode of Boondocks may seem a bit slow to some, but it has to set the premise of the show. Subsequent episodes are also funny. They might get an audible chuckle from Lionel. I tried initially, uh, Sparky yesterday. It didn't grab me. Uh, uh, it didn't grab me. Okay. Look at this. White monkey says, as long as she's flying for Ethiopian Airlines. No. No. If I have JetBlue or whatever it is, American. American. I have two candidates. Identical. Look like this. Look at their... Exactly. A white woman, let's say, or a white male, and an Ethiopian woman with a veil or whatever it is. Okay? Anybody got a problem with that? Anybody? I would go, absolutely. If it's even Steven, sure, I'll do it. 
Ab- absolutely. Without a doubt. There was a time years ago when um, Publix, public shopping uh, supermarkets in Florida, did these things where they would have older people, older folks. They had these older folks who were um, uh, bag boys. They thought, that's kind of interesting. And they were good, the younger, but 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 it was such a good, it was such a PR thing. They loved that. I don't see any problem with that. I don't see any problem with that. Now, you, if if you want white males, you should be able to do that as well. What I'm telling you is that I see absolutely nothing wrong with diversity, equity, or inclusion, so long as it's even Stephen. Short of that, whoever's better. If the Ethiopian woman is better, sorry, Charlie. She wins. She's got better scores than you. She's better, more experienced. She is better. Blah, 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 blah. You got what I'm saying? Do you get what I'm saying? Does this make any sense to you? Anybody any, Anybody got a problem with that? Anybody? Let me ask you a question. You're going to hire somebody to head your whatever department. Both of them are absolutely identical. Identical. Okay? Male or female. Is I well, let, let, let's assume it's I don't know. I'm trying to think Some, something where a woman would not necessarily head of the oncology department, head of your legal department, head of whatever. What would you pick, the man or the woman? Both are equal. Both are absolutely. But the the female represents a rarer demographic. Which one would you pick, male or female? Anybody? Anybody? Now somebody says, how about for POTUS? I don't know how you can say even. I, I don't know how you can do this. But let's assume this. Okay? Now here's a story. What would you do? Tell me when DEI makes sense. Tell me when diversity, equity, and inclusion makes sense. I'll do it. Absolutely. Uh, w- w- uh for reasons that I think make sense. By the way, anybody have any problem with, uh, uh, do you have a problem with um, diversifying, if you will, the military? Anybody think we have a problem with allowing blacks and whites in the military? Anybody? Because prior to Harry Truman, they didn't do this. Anybody? Anybody got a problem with that? You got that? You got that? Now, Somebody asked a good question. Edge Dweller said, here's a very good question. Then the question is, becomes, who was a better fit for the whole within the team of sorts? Interesting. Interesting. I like that. Edge, congratulations. That's an excellent question. Let me ask you this question. Let me see if I can uh, expand upon what you're saying. What if I were to say to you, listen, I appreciate what you're doing, and that's great. I understand it. But let me explain something to you. This Ethiopian woman, that is good, and she certainly is. There's no doubt about that. She is not going to be as 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 well received by her fellow uh, co-workers, if you will, and this could cause a problem. She might not be as accepted, and this could cause friction. So consequently, even though she is, you don't want there to be antagonism within the military. Anybody have a problem with that? Anybody? 
Anybody? Anybody? Now think about that. Think about that. To give you an example. Uh, interesting, interesting. Uh, years ago in Israel, I asked somebody from the IDF, I said, do you have women in combat? He says, only if they don't mind combat. What about gays? Only if they want to fight. They had no, no interest whatsoever. Gays, women, doesn't matter. Okay. What if I were to tell you something? What if I said, listen to me. I got two, I got two components, two guys here, two men. One's gay, one's straight. Both of them are 100% even. Obstacle course, shooting, all their marks, all their training, all their expertise. They're 100% identical. Identical. Okay, you got it? You got it? Okay, good. Both of them. Expertise. You got it? Okay, good. Now, the problem is, is that the unit tells me that they are not going to like dealing with a gay guy. And because this is an infantry situation where men are going to have to sleep together. And by the way, sometimes you know that in some cases in, in Afghanistan, men would huddle together. I mean, they would sit there like huddle and cuddle because of the cold and because of whatever. Do you understand this? Does that make any sense to you? Does that make any sense to you? I think it does. So the question is, but what if they said, but because of that situation, we we have to exclude this individual from this, even though they're identical, because this unique situation of a combat unit would become, it, lives could be lost if there was a gay man in this and we've got to have complete and total cohesion. Does that make sense to you? That makes sense? Then would you say, okay, so you would exclude somebody because they're gay, because of this unique situation. Does that make sense to you? Anybody? Anybody? Okay, forget whether women are better pilots. That's not what we're talking about. That's not what we're talking about. Okay? That's not. It's good. They might be better because they're smaller. Who knows? I have no idea. I don't know. I'm saying, when do you favor diversity? When? Now, what if somebody says diversity doesn't work this way? What if you say, listen, this may, this unique situation is such that, eh. well, let me tell you something. During, during the time of Harry Truman, when they wanted to integrate the armed forces, they said, look, you can't, you can't allow blacks and whites, they don't get along. And there's situational tolerance. There's unit cohesion. You can't do this. And Harry Truman said, bullshit. I'm ordering you do this. No, no, sir. You don't understand. You. You don't, you don't understand. If you allow black people in the... Now we kind of laugh at it. But at the time they said, makes complete and total sense. I want you to think about this. I want you to think about this. Now what if somebody get, comes along and says, listen, um, we're going to, we're going to, we're going to claim, we just don't want gays and blacks in our unit. We're going to claim, listen, it's nothing. Unit cohesion prevents. It's like, oh, come on, stop that. Unit cohesion, yeah, yeah, unit cohesion prevents this from happening. Stop for a second. Let me talk about something. If you were ever forced to or made to cuddle with somebody you don't like, if you were in a situation where you had to get comfortable, there's one company I know that I would go to to make sure that my luxuriation factor was maxed. And that, of course, is my pillow. And MyPillow.com, promo code Lionel. 
All right, my friend. It's time to hail and salute our great friends at MyPillow.com. And if you use promo code Lionel, you get a free gift. No purchase necessary. I know, I know a free gift. It's a tautology, so sue me. But listen, listen carefully. What are we talking about? Giza Dream Bed Sheets, MyPillow 2.0, sheets, slippers, percales, towels, quilts, bedspreads, mattresses, mattress covers, mattress toppers, linens, kitchen towels, bathrobes, name it. Items to help you luxuriate and relax. Think about it. And they're monster sellers right now. Listen to me. Slippers. My slippers. Think about it. What do they do with my pillow? They make things real soft and plush and comfy. How perfect. And when they apply that genius to slippers, look out. Look out. Look at the specials right now, but only if you use promo code Lionel. Um, slash Lionel. Solid to serve you. MyPillow.com slash Lionel. Or call 800-645-4965. Call right now and watch how fast Mike answers the phone. MyPillow.com. The best. What is your reaction to Chris Christie stepping out, stepping out, leaving? They keep saying breaking news. Why is this breaking news? Chris Christie is nobody. We, we always knew Chris Christie was. Why is this breaking news? Well, it's Chris Christie. Why is it breaking news? Because they're telling you it's breaking news. Anybody? Anybody? Chris Christie may not be that bad. But he's a lot more fun to watch. He's, he's a lot more fun. He's more interesting. I think he's better on his feet. He's, he's better ready for... He's better. For, by the way, the only man who had, whether bariatric or lap band or something, he never he gained weight. I will never understand this. Never. How do you... How do you... Anyway, doesn't matter. Let me ask you a question. Can a fat man be president? Yes or no? And he's, he's obese. You know his BMI? They say is higher than William Howard Taft because Taft was taller. Did you know that? Question for you. Can a fat man be president? Can a fat man be president? Fat today's? Would, would he be just the, the would, would they, I mean, they went after Trump because of his orange and because of this and his hair. Would, do you think because of social media, a fat president could exist? I got yes, why not? One has, yes. Today, not today, not Taft then. I don't know, others as well. Who? Who? Do you think a fat, do you think that being fat, being morbidly obese, one could say, isn't somehow a indication of some kind of um, weakness? Yes or no? Anybody? Anybody? Taft, by the way, William Howard Taft, uh, if, I re- if I recall correctly, they, they did a BMI, and, and this was history. Uh, and this, the BMI was higher or whatever. Anyway, do you think so? Yes or no? I don't think so. I think it would be so cruel, so brutal, so horrible, because today we live in a world of social media trolls, and they would go crazy. What about this? President with a mustache. Yes or no? President who smoked. Obama smoked. What about a woman? Woman. Fat woman? Let me tell you something. What about a woman who is very, very attractive by conventional 
whatever those standards are. How would she do? How do you like that? What about that? Edge Dweller says, I mean, Edge says, after my second marriage failed, I put on a way to become invisible. The consequences were my health suffered. Oh, indeed. That's very interesting. After my second marriage failed, I put on a way to become invisible. Stop it. What does that mean? It seems rather counterintuitive. One could say, well, if you put on weight, you, you, you stand out more. But what you're doing is you're basically erasing the old you. You're replacing. You're becoming invisible by saying that model of you is over with. Weight's a very interesting thing. Weight, weight is so interesting. It's fascinating. It's taken from somebody who is all my life. I've focused on this. It's one of those things that's very, very, very interesting. That is so, you have no idea. I'm going to be thinking about that all day. I gained weight to disappear. It's so interesting. And there's also something about, and today we are so, most of the world is overweight. And you would think there would be, there would be a certain uh, degree of understanding, but they don't. They have this, this, uh, uh, a different take. D-Staff says being smoker isn't a weakness. Really? Really? If you saw, if you had a smoker, president, smoker, president, smoking today? Now, I'm, I'm, I'm not asking you what you think. I'm talking about what other people think. What do smokers look like today? Smoke, overweight, um, a woman who was, quote, quote, too athletic, just not athletic, too attractive by whatever standards, that would be a problem. She would never be taken seriously. Other countries can do it. We couldn't do this. A woman today could be president, but she has to be older. She has to be presentable, but not too attractive. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Same as vapors. By the way, you notice that vaping, have you noticed that we have less vaping? I guess that popcorn lung will do it in. Very interesting. Everyone is overweight and everyone is starving. Interesting. Interesting. Ex-German uh, Conter Schmidt uh, was, was don't care smoker. Well, I, you know, other countries are different. Other countries are different. I'm talking about America in particular. We're a very, very, very petty, petty, petty group of people. But let's talk about somebody who's overweight. Chris Christie, we have we are mean. We are mean. By the way, Shice Squad says, I started the plant-based diet. Excellent. Do me a favor. Do not tell anybody you're doing it, and you'll be you'll be better off. Do not tell anybody you're doing this. Trust me. Trust me. Just don't tell anybody. You'll get lectures on amino acids, protein. Don't do it. They won't even care. And if they say, "How do you feel?" Say, "Yo, I'm just, I feel, I just, I feel like a, I feel like a baked potato." Today. Just make it sound like it's something, you know, whatever it is. Don't ever tell anybody. Don't ever. You will go crazy. By the way, plant based. One of the best places to eat steakhouses because their sides are terrific. Just tell them to do it without butter and oil. Aside from that, you understand this? You understand what's going on here? Because I have no faith in anyone. So, ladies and gentlemen of the jury, let me just tell you this. We are seeing something right now that is happening that is so monumentally 
incredible. And that is this thing that is going uh, to happen. Oh, by the way, uh, Howie Brown says uh, Vivek's um, cruel response to Christy about going to eat. Yeah, not good. I would have never said that. Never, never. Okay? Understand this? Uh, Some berries says plant-based. Chili is superb. By the way, stop saying plant-based. Have you ever had a salad? Yeah, it's plant-based. Do you ever have spaghetti and uh, marinara and mushrooms? And it's plant-based. Do you ever have a grilled cheese? You can argue about that. It's plant-based because because you can go really strict with that. But that's plant. I mean, you know, they, they, we do plant-based. All the- Great sides. Don't you love like stuffing? Eh? Plant-based. Don't you love beans? It's plant-based. Don't you love uh, rice with black beans? Plant-based. I mean, you go on and on and on and on. Once you give it a name, and you think, oh my God. Let me tell you something right now. I am the ultimate carnivore. Do you know that I watch YouTube channels on barbecue like people watch porn? I never changed my love, absolute love for... If somebody told me, you've got you know a week to go, I'm getting a dinosaur rib smoked immediately. I'm going to Austin or whatever. I'm going to just... I will, I will just eat meat until I just pass out and die. Love the taste. Love the texture. Love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. Heroin addicts love heroin. You know what's fun too? Sitting in a bar on a Sunday afternoon when it's snowing or raining with a scotch, smoking cigarettes, yelling at friends. That's that's living. <laughs> Eleanor's, I am plant-based. Good for you. There are some things that are really just Right? But you say to yourself, I don't think it's a good idea to do that. But it's fun. It's fun. I'm telling you, it's fun. I wanted to do a show. There used to be a, a there used to be a pub in um in New York. And I wanted to have a camera set up. And I wanted to have people show up and say, by the way, show up at, at uh, we're 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 gonna we're gonna uh um tape they get there, have them drink, and then start taping or recording later. And the show is called, what the, are they talking about? Have you ever just been around with a bunch of people just drinking? They just talk nonsense. One, one guy repeats himself. One guy, But it's this crazy, lunatic kind of conversation. I thought that'd be the best TV show ever. And everybody sitting in that group is having the best time in their life. Can't do that on a regular basis, but... You can't. And if you want to smoke and drink and whatever it is, great. Is it good for you? Absolutely not. So what I'm saying is, the real the real sign of an enlightened human being is somebody who says, I know that's fun. I don't want to do that. That's also called discipline, and it's called taking control over your life and your situation. It's empowering. I'm taking control. I'm Nothing gets the better of me. Nothing. It's a wonderful idea, isn't it? And that that should be you should do that with anger if you if you're into drugs or you're into or just being a dick. Anytime you say I'm going to affirmatively change something because I think the ultimately is better for me, society, the world, family, whatever, better off. Understand that? Good. Everything in moderation? No. There's a lot of some stuff not in moderation. Some things don't. No. No. I cannot eat potato chips in moderation. Can't. 
can't. I can't need. I can't have uh You know those um little um. Mrs. Dell got me a bag of these Bob's. Pu- I gotta throw them. I threw them away. I can't. I, I I'll eat them all day long. I have. I have no. I can't eat moderation. I can't. So what I do? I just get rid of it. I don't want that. I would much rather eat no meat than a little bit of this because I can't eat. I can't. I can't have one. I could eat a whole turkey. A whole. No, I can't eat. No, no. So that's the way it is. I'm glad I shared that with you. I'm sure you benefited tremendously from that. Okay. Okay. Now do me a favor, dear friends. And I mean this sincerely. I want you to do me a favor. I want you to go and I want you to subscribe to Mrs. L's YouTube channel right now. Do what I say. Do what I say immediately. Subscribe right now to Mrs. L's channel. And also her wonderful website. This is National Human Trafficking a Month and this and that. And nobody seems to be caring about that except she does. You got that? There we go. Edge Dweller says, eating a steak from a cow that eats grass, would that be considered a plant-based? Uh, no. But I understand it. Nothing wrong with steak. And fat? Steak fat? Oh, God. I don't know what's better. Pork fat? Chicharrones? Oh, my God. That's the greatest thing in the world. That is just some, you know, I never really liked fish. Don't care for that. Don't care for that. Chicken? Greatest thing in the world. Fried chicken? Oh, dear God. Oh, dear God. Oh. Most of, have you ever seen Japanese chicken? The way they take a chicken and they break it apart. They, they give you things on skewers. And goes, what the hell is that? It's a piece of skin on the back next to the neck. Go on YouTube and, and it, you'll get a chicken. You have like 7,500 skewers. It's like, what is this? Japanese, do you ever see a Japanese make an omelet? You know that guy with the crazy hair who does the thing when it opens up on the rice, whatever this omakase or what else called? Japanese are brilliant. I think, in fact, if I had to live in a new society, it'd be Japan because they're polite and they're clean and they shut up. And they would say, "Look, I'm not. I'm not trying to. I I will appreciate your culture. I'm not getting in the way. God bless you. Just let me be. I respect you. I'm not Japanese. Don't want to be Japanese. That's your thing. This is your culture." Your land, I'm just visiting, but please let me hang out in the subway and not have to hear, see this lunacy. I love this. I I love law and order and kindness and gentility. That's why I love you. All right, dear friends, thank you so much. And to our dear, dear friends, thank Oh, this is wonderful. Edge Dweller, thank you. Eleanor's, uh, uh, Sparky, per usual, thank you so much. Raul Rodriguez, thank you, brother. And thank you for everything. Have a great and a glorious day. Please, my friends, don't ever change. And I mean that sincerely. And until we meet again, remember this, as I always say, we'll see you tonight at 7 p.m. Don't forget, the monkey's dead. The show's over. Sue you. Ta-ta.